you ring that bell and take it home as Jimmy J pulls it outside of the ring. Welcome to Take It Home TV. One year. One long, illustrious year. Take It Home TV has been in business. Happy one year anniversary to myself, to the brand. And we look forward on many, many more years to come because I have a lot in store for all my bell ringers out there. We're going to be talking about some of the future ideas and the future plans that I have at the end of this episode. But this is huge. This is huge for yours truly because of the fact that I think about it now. And I decided to start taking home TV last year. Around January, February. I didn't even know it was going to be called Take It Home TV. Thought of the name. Seen my competition out there. Seen what people were doing and talking about out there. And decided, you know what? I needed to come out and state my opinion. And to make it a little fun, a little entertaining for everybody. You know, there's been transitions. I've been trying different things. And I guess that's what happens in your first year or two in business, you know, you try different things, you see what sticks, what people like, what people don't like, what you enjoy. And that's the most important thing. That you enjoy doing what you're doing. I stopped the nine to five. I wanted to get out of that way of life. Okay, now granted, you still have to work to pay bills if you're doing podcasts, if you're building a brand, if you don't have the funds. And I was doing that for a while, for the first nine months, let's say, ten months, because of the fact I didn't have any funds coming in. But I got different streams of revenue. I stacked some money up. I saved some things up so I can work less and put the focus on the brand. And here we are one year later. Now, a win is a win is a win. That's what I say. 191 people subscribe to the Take It Home TV YouTube channel. And I appreciate all 191 of you out there. And if you haven't done so already, check out the work. Go to youtube.com slash TV. Check out the page. If you like what you see, if you enjoy it, then subscribe. I appreciate all the support. And it's a process. You know, people don't understand the process. If you're a content creator... I know my Brooklynese accent came out there. Creator. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Forget about it. If you create content, no matter what it is, wrestling, no matter what it is, and you're doing it yourself and you're editing and you're coming up with ideas and concepts, it is a process. You don't just start rolling and then what you see is what you get. No, because you want to edit it. You want to make it look nice. At least I do. I want to add in some filters maybe. Some names, some labels, some other clips, some music, intro, outro, however I want to finagle it, takes time. I don't know how many videos I got on YouTube, but I can tell you this. Since the beginning, the editing has been the longest and the most tedious process of my work. But I got to say, it's well worth it. It's well worth it because you know what? Regardless if only one person or a million people... Watch this content. Watch the video. It's my legacy. Okay, this is what's going to be left behind. And that's what life is about. Life is about what you leave behind. It's not about what you take with you because you can't. You're going to the grave. What good is it there? 
got to leave something behind for you, obviously not you, but you know, your legacy and your kids, your family, so on and so forth. And that's what YouTube and social media, okay, that's what it allows us to do. Aside from networking globally, it allows us to create this content and save it on that platform for life. That's the beauty of it. So I'm excited. This is one year in the books. And in light of that one year, I had to have a guest on this show that supported me, was the first supporter of Take It Home TV. And his name was The Green Man from A Shadow Wrestling. I mean, the entire Shadow Wrestling crew supported Jimmy J, yours truly. But Green Man really made that initiative and took that initiative rather and went that extra step and wanted to have me on their podcast and we set something up and it was the first podcast I ever was a part of aside from my own so to me it means something special and I want to have him on the show and I did have him on the show we had a incredible interview and we talked everything MLW never say never because he was there with me at the show we talked indie wrestling we talked the current product WWE AEW we talked about some indie events coming up we talked about social media and its effect on pro wrestling and more I'm telling you you guys and girls you're going to really enjoy this video but before I get to that video I got to finish my thought here okay my my one year anniversary now I'm trying to structure this show in a way where there's going to be some segments. I know we transition taking home TV from video to now audio only. So this is only a podcast that we're doing here for the main episode. But the brand is just bigger than this podcast. You know, we have Raw and SmackDown coverages. We have a video that's going to be dropping this Friday of the recap of the MLW event when I was out there. Got some live footage. Talked to some fans. We're going to be having other videos with just interviews and, and little segments or whatnot. Jimmy Diners, my alter ego, that's all going to be on the channel. You got Instagram, the latest news going on, marketing purposes, that's what I use that for. Social media, okay, is phenomenal. Twitter, you know what Twitter is. It's about engagements and talking to you guys, the fans. I want to have a section on this podcast moving forward for the fans. I want to start having, you know, maybe two or three fans come on the show, have a question of the week, ask them that question, see their response, okay, a couple people, you know, in a short segment, I want to have a Jimmy Diner segment on the show, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be building this people, and it's going to be starting next week, because today, it's all about one year, it's all about taking home TV at the one year mark, and we have Green Man coming up, and I got future ideas, and what I am going to be doing moving forward at the end of this podcast, and you know, I just want to say, thinking about it right now, thinking about everything that I've been through in a year, got the camera, started filming in different locations, started going and attended indie events more frequently, getting footage from these events, and House of Glory, got to give a special shout out to House of Glory, okay, they were the first independent organization that I ever stepped foot in, got some footage, and did a review of, so they are very near and dear to my heart, Uh, one of the best indie organizations in New York City and anywhere else for that matter from what I've seen. Okay, the talent, premier talent, they put on one hell of a show. House of Glory, big shout out to them. Thinking in that one year mark, you know, the transition in the pro wrestling industry. The women's revolution, evolution, and then AEW earlier this year making that 
earth-shattering announcement. And I called it, I said it from January, I said it's going to be competition, it's going to be like WCW all over again. It's like I came in at the perfect time, I felt like. I felt like last year, last summer, was the perfect time to come into the wrestling industry, the wrestling business, because of everything that was going on. I seen it, the handwriting was on the wall. The women's evolution, revolution, all in. I knew what was coming. I knew there was going to be another organization. I didn't know how or where or who was going to start it, but it was going to happen. I felt it. I knew I had to get in, and I did. And I keep pushing and progressing. This is what life is about, people. You know, you can't stop. You can't, you know, live in the past. Nostalgia is great, but you got to keep progressing, keep moving forward. And that's what I intend on doing from this day forward. And we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. But right now, because this conversation, I mean, every time I get together with a shot of wrestling, every time I get together with Green Man, we can sit there, we can talk for hours, hours, people, about pro wrestling. This conversation was about an hour long, and it felt like it was only five minutes to me, okay? And I'm hoping that it feels the same to you guys. I'm hoping you guys and girls want to hear more because I thought it was that damn good of a podcast. And here it is. Without further ado, my interview with a shot of wrestling's Green Man. As promised, I got my guy here, Green Man from a shot of wrestling on Take It Home TV. And it is our one year anniversary. I'm super excited about this. And I could not think of a better guest and a better group of people than a shot of wrestling. And Green Man from a shot of wrestling since you supported take it on tv since day one green what's going on hey, buddy? what is going on jimmy J? I am i'm like really honored to be asked to be part of this show right now one year it is a big milestone for any podcast any company because you know that first year you go through your ups and downs you're still trying to find yourself and a lot of people don't make it through that year and a lot of people are trying to tear you down making you believe that you will not make it, but you made it, brother. Congratulations. And I'm happy to see many more years and Take It Home TV. And I hope that it can last many more years. I'm pretty sure it will as long as I'm healthy. But Green, man, it's an honor to have you on the show, buddy. And we, you and I, okay, you and I was at MLW on Thursday night. And what a show that was, man. What did you think of the show overall? Dude, let me just like break kayfabe for a little bit. There's been a little bromance happening <laughs> between Jim and Jay and the Green Man. You know, <laughs> D- Jimmy Diners has been trying to take me out to the diner to to have dinner and to have conversations, and you know, a lot of backstage stuff going on. And I love you, brother. And MLW, you've been telling me it's it's a hot show, it's a hot product. You got to jump on it, Green Man. And I was like, you know what? This is the year. This is the year that I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to start exploring other promotions. And, man, was I happy I went with you to see that show. I loved it, bro. Dude, from top to bottom, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But from top to bottom, the card was, like, stacked, man. Honestly, I was moving and grooving through the crowd. You know, you see me. You was there. We were, you know, trying to network a little bit. But we couldn't get our eyes off of the ring. Teddy Hart always delivers. MJF was there. They had Savio Vegas, some legends. A little bit of something for everybody. I mean, they even had like a pure wrestling match with uh, Timothy Thatcher, I think his name is, and yeah. uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. It was just like straight wrestling. Not for everybody, but definitely something special. 
Well, that match in particular, brother, that that match won people over. I think it started very slow. I think your your mind and your energy had to adjust to it because, like, at first, I would say the first three minutes was a little uncomfortable because you were just so used to seeing a lot of high flying action, a lot of run ins, factions going wild, and then you get a nice strong wrestling match. It's like watching Eddie Guerrero and and Chris Benoit back in, in the heyday because it was that kind of technical type of combat and and by a few minutes going by they pretty much won the crowd over but like you said it was full of a lot of great people one of the reasons that it really drew me into it because there were some people on that that roster and that mlw was bringing in that i was like yo i want to see these people live in action for example bestia say 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 yeah wanting to see that dude in action alex hammerstone i've been wanting to see that dude in aka jericlone (laughs) 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 um la park was there i I mean it it was superstars top to bottom jimmy havoc ace austin how how about that match with austin arians and ace austin right and oh man austin arians getting in in the face of a fan and towards the end people got uncomfortable man i I saw the powers that be getting very uncomfortable dude i'm gonna tell you with that match right there and you know people gave me a boo to the cameraman because as i was adjusting the phone okay that's when the shove happened the shove heard around the world where aries pushed the fan and then security like immediately bombarded the situation and you know aries is over there and even afterwards you know nobody knew what was going on it, it wasn't fixed you know they had to talk to the fan and you know promise him some things have him talk to some of the talent to calm him down say he was gonna be on tv uh, so he was excited about that. So he's like, all right, whatever, no problem. But Aries even went as far as on social media and I, cause I posted it on Twitter. Aries retweeted the post calling like the, saying that that kid had the best workout of his life because he had pretty much like man boobs and Sultan, uh, I guess his physical appearance. And man, Aries is just, he's ruthless, man. He's just a real heel. And the last time he was there, he was there for Impact Wrestling in that very building. And it didn't leave without controversy. That was the time he lost the title to, to, to Gage. And was it Gage or was it, um, who, who was it? Uh, I think um, Johnny Mundo, not, not Johnny. Johnny Wrestling, Impact Johnny. Johnny Impact, whatever, yeah. Whatever you want to call him. But he Johnny Mundo. <laughs> and literally he, he didn't sell the finish and, and he just walked out. And there was a lot of heat between like you know not just the fans and what was going on but like the talent that was going on there so people did not know what to expect when austin earrings left that ring and and went straight up to the fan did you think he was in full control or not though yeah you think i think in- so yeah i think so too i think so too i think a lot of people got nervous a lot of people got scared you know crying home to their mommies but <laughs> bottom line if austin Aries was about i would say maybe five inches across from you if he wanted to deck you brother he's gonna deck you there was yeah you know he showed a lot of restraint he cried he climbed over that guardrail and props to the fan for not backing down props to him you know yeah he's obviously he was born and raised in new york because that's how we motherfuckers are we're fucking strong as hell we don't that's it motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) but then um but then he climbed away back into the other side of the guardrail picked up a chair and it looked like it was going to hit him with a chair so at that point i'm like all right you know aries is in full control like maybe shit got a little heated but he knew 
that he couldn't take it any further. And I think everybody stepped in right on time to kind of break things up and, uh, you know, sell the fact that, like, hey, you know, when you come to a live event, shit like this is going to happen. This is why we love independent wrestling, because we get so close to the action. Oh, man. It's very interactive. And that's what people don't understand about the indie scene. I mean, you understand it. We understand it. But a lot of people that don't attend independent wrestling shows, they'll never get that experience. Because WWE, it's almost as if you're in like a second, a separate section from what's going on in the ring. They block everybody off. You know, Probably the same thing is going to be happening in AEW, you know, mainstream. But when you're in that indie environment, okay, it's like anything else. Arnarchy rules. Anything can happen. So, you know, you want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of that. You want to feel like you're a part of the show. And that's what you get. That's the feeling you get when you go to indie shows, when you go to MLW, when you go to Impact, and, you know, any other indie organization out there right now. That card, okay, stacked. What was your favorite match of the night? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, I would have to say the, uh, the main event was really good. Jacob Fatsu versus Tom Lollard. Um, the fact that there was a new member in, in Contra, good friend to the show, Tristan Ty, making his, his MLW debut by spitting mist into the face of, I, I forget who it was. It was Devon uh, Eric, one of Devon oh, Eric Devon boys. Eric's. Oh, it was amazing. You know, the, I told you at the end of the show, one of the things I really enjoyed about the booking of MLW is it, it's very faction driven right now. You know, you have the Heart Foundation, you, you have... Contra, uh, MJF, uh, I guess he has his own group of, of idiots that he runs around with. Yeah, <laughs> Dynasty over there, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call him. You know, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I know. But, it's, it's hard to be Someone has to be, right? Someone has to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, um, but, I love what he's doing. <laughs> I do, too. But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of factions, and I think a lot of promotions are not investing in factions. So to the fact that MLW is... They're creating something special, and each one is very unique. The people and the individuals in each faction each contribute something very big to it. And the best thing about it is you get a faction versus faction match. You're able to get eight people at least or more on TV at one time. And you know, everybody. yeah, you're, and you're right, because, you know, when I asked you that night, you said the same exact thing, because uh, I asked everybody, you know, all the fans that were there. What differentiates MLW from all the other brands? You know, when I asked you, what do you think, you know, what do you like about this brand over any other brand? You said the same thing. It's the factions. They have that uniqueness about them. Everybody has to have their shtick, so to speak, okay? And that's like MLW's thing, okay? That and, and in-ring work is, is premier, man. But then, you know, then again, everywhere you look, in-ring work is like premier nowadays. There's so much competition out there, man. So much, and that is why... It's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan. But I got to ask you, I know this is a hard segue over here, but I had you on the show for multiple reasons. I had you on because I want to talk about Thursday night, which we just talked about. It was a great night. Okay. I want to talk about some things coming up in the future. Okay. But I also want to talk about the green man. Talk about a shot of wrestling. Okay. okay. You guys, you guys have been around for a long time. Okay. And... I want to give you guys credit because I listened to your show uh, probably around last year for the first time. Um, I forgot exactly what episode it was, but I'm going to tell you, man, great group of people just listening to you guys. And then when meeting you guys, okay, 
I find out an even better group of people. <laughs> like we're like genuine individuals, Thanks, hardcore wrestling fans. You support the indie scene tremendously. Like you know, you support the guys and girls that are coming up nowadays. You know, you're not all about mainstream. Okay, you're all around, but your focal point, uh, what I noticed, um, your crew is focused on the stars of the future. But I want to ask you, how and why did you guys get started? Like, how, like what was the the genesis of a shot of wrestling? Did you guys were you guys longtime friends? Did I mean, how did it start? Well, uh, Michael J. Putty and myself, we actually joined a fraternity when we were in college. So we knew each other from then. And there was a group of us in the frat who were big wrestling fans. We would get together for Royal Rumbles, WrestleManias. And the love for wrestling was actually able to be explored a little bit more. And I still remember to this day the conversation I had with Michael J. Putty. Because I, I told him, I'm like, Mike, listen, you know, when I was growing up, I was a big wrestling fan. My family didn't really come from much. They were, you know, first generation here into the U.S., really making a living for their kids to have a better living. Not even just for them to have a better living, but for their kids. And, you know, my, my parents never had the money to take me to a wrestling show. So, you know, we went. I think there was a Monday Night Raw where we got the nosebleed section. And we went and checked them out at Nassau Coliseum and had a great time with ten group, the ten, 10 of us. Like, it was a 10 guys in the frat oh wow loved it so we said where are we going to take it next right and then wrestlemania tickets went on sale for wrestlemania 22 and i said mike this is the next step we got to go to wrestlemania and i was like i don't know <laughs> how we're gonna do it we gotta make it we should do it but we need to go to wrestlemania like as fans of this product since we were little kids like it was like the end all be all you have to go that's to WrestleMania. it so one morning we the tickets went on sale i called them up like i would say maybe 10 minutes after they got released to the public and i said mike i got his tickets to wrestlemania oh man how good was that feeling <laughs> how and good was that feeling oh I, it was it was surreal because i didn't really believe that i actually had tickets but now I, i'm like literally invested to go from new york to chicago get a hotel and go get engulfed in this whole wrestling experience. And since then we've been going to WrestleMania every, every year. So we've been going to every WrestleMania since 22. Mike has not missed one. Uh, me and another buddy of mine missed uh, one because the birth of our kids. But besides that, we've been pretty going, going strong. I don't even know what 13, 13 WrestleManias under my belt. It's a great experience. But to your question, how uh, Shot of Wrestling got started. And I was thinking about this today, you know, because we're a very unique group of people. Um, and I'm not just talking about Shot of Wrestling, but any type of uh, wrestling content, content providers like Take It Home TV, The Boulevard Bullies, The Struggles. Like, we're, we're a very unique group of people because the type of fandom that we experience where we've gone to a wrestling show live, where we've gone to a wrestlemania where we've gone to independent shows where we've had a conversation with a wrestler or we've gone to meet and greets like we've gone through so much already that it just hasn't been enough anymore so what do we do next you know do we what become wrestlers do we become commentator <laughs> like you know those like avenues, what's the next step yeah those avenues may not be open to us they may for some people but you know i'm in my mid-30s have a kid have a full-time job 
that avenue is not really open to me, which I give props to anybody who's that avenue is open to. But uh, then I think what was next for us was let's do it. Let's do this podcast. And, you know, if if two people listen to it, if even just you and me listen to us and we can make each other laugh, it's a great way for me and my buddy Michael J. Putty to get together week in and week out and just talk about wrestling, do what we always love doing and just it's talking about wrestling and in the past three years the vision has changed i told you personally uh jimmy you know always be open for the opportunity never be so like structured into like no this is what i have planned for me because you may close your eyes to what other opportunities may may open or may be available to you and you know going in three years we have a big announcement coming up which i can indulge you just yet I, you know oh come on come can. on green you gotta we, drop it <laughs> but we are gonna let someone very special to a shot of wrestling make that announcement and i think you know who that person will be but it's coming soon um and in the past few years i've been able to do commentary for bcw ftw uh bwf Michael J. Putty is the voice of BWF along with Mark Schwann. So they're yep. consistent mainstays there. And it's a new area that we're exploring thanks to, you know, us coming together for the love of wrestling. And, you know, originally the interviews, everybody loves hearing the interviews and we've gotten great feedback about it. But originally the interviews just started for us as a, a way for us to get to know the talent. When we went to our first indie show, it was ICW One Night Stand, and it was in the Queensboro's Elks Lodge. It was a great card. Joey Janela, Danny DeMonto, Sabu. I mean, it was. Wow. It totally sold it to me, and I'm like, I need to be there. And we went, and we loved it. But the one thing we were very disconnected on, because it was our first show, was I don't know these people. I may yeah. know, I may recognize the name Joey Janela, but what do I know of Joey Janela? So yeah. we wanted to start these interview series to kind of give people a resource. So if you do go to an independent show and you see Joey Janela on there, you see uh, Brian Pillman, you see, I mean, there's been so many people who have been part of the show. You see uh, DJ Hyde, Casanova Valentine, Brooklyn Brawler. I mean, we've interviewed so many people it's i can't even count anymore but you at least get to know what their backstory is you get to know a little bit about them what got them to this journey and what they're working on now uh so it becomes a little bit of a resource for a new fan like we were back three years ago dude and i love it i love it because i don't know a lot of the indie talents you know i didn't know i'm starting to learn them now and as i go to the shows and as I try to, you know, talk to someone, but I listen to Shadow Wrestling, listen to you guys, and you can hear the backstory. So now you know, and that's brilliant. It's fucking, it's genius, Greenman. Because, <laughs> dude, nobody out there was doing it. I didn't see, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't found nobody before you guys, okay? And I, even to this day, I don't see anybody really, like, interviewing a lot of the young talent. Um, you know, there may be some people starting now, but... Like, you guys are like the OGs. You started that whole trend, I think. Okay, that's my opinion. Okay. So, you know, that's why I love you guys. That's why I love a shot of wrestling. And that's why, you know, as everybody may may or may not know that I am affiliated with you. I am part of the team as well. Absolutely. Uh, I was initiated. So, you know, <laughs> NWO style. 
You know? Hell and, yeah. Um, you guys had to spray paint my back. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I got it off did, eventually. Did the paint but, come off eventually? Yeah, eventually. You know, and eventually. My wife said, what the hell is this? S-O-W. I said, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, man, but it's it, it's great. Actually, you know, your, your backstory, you know, we're all fans. We're all fans of this sport. We're all fans of pro wrestling. And we're all trying to be a part of pro wrestling. Okay, anybody that is listening to this now, obviously. Okay, we want to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Not everybody's going to make it, okay? But everybody always will have a spot because of, you know, podcasts and because of social media and everything. Everybody will have a spot in the pro wrestling world, whether it's writing or whether it's uh, doing a podcast or having a YouTube channel or actually getting into the business, okay? And, you know, becoming a commentator, becoming a manager, becoming a wrestler, whatever it is that you want. But in your case, in the green man's case, if you had the option to be anything in the pro wrestling business today, what would it be and why? <laughs> uh, I have no straight path, brother, on that one. Um, like I said before, I've been very open to the opportunities that I've personally been given, doing commentary, doing uh, backstage interviewing, having being able to have a conversation with a lot of the talent. And, you know, that never was my goal. You know, if you're talking about the green man, the yeah. green man is, is just a fan. He's a little eccentric, <laughs> a little flamboyant at times. You know, he likes standing out. Um, but I'll, I always remember uh, what uh, Mike Orlando told me when he first met me. He was like, you are a fucking maniac. And <laughs> you, for like a lot of people, you may get a lot of heat because you are distracting people in the back. You know, being who you are as green, but if you are not who you are as a fan, and if us wrestlers are not able to take that as a fan and, and be able to, to still garner that type of attention back to us and use you as a fan to our advantage, then we need to rethink the way we're doing things in a way. Because, you know, there is a lot that gets thrown out as wrestlers. Fans are relentless. Oh yeah, and you'll see a lot of YouTube videos. I seen people getting punched, fans getting punched out because they got too close, and punch <laughs> wrestlers, uh, fans trying to get in the ring. You know, I, I try to do it very respectfully, and I think that's why I don't. I'm not as green as often anymore because I've grown to respect it a little bit more, and I don't want to be that type of person who takes away from people's experience. But yeah, yeah, my steal the show. Was like, yeah, Mike Orlando was like, hey, if if we can't get better by trying to deal with shit like that, you know, then then why are we doing what we're doing? Because we're the star, and when we walk out there, we need to walk out like stars and be able to handle anything that is thrown at us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I would be. I think right now, today, I would love to keep doing the commentary thing, keep getting better at it, uh, just because I have the best scene in the house, and I'm able to... It's It's weird on so many levels on how i naturally have been able to just connect to what the performers are telling in their story and put it to words i never thought i'd be able to do that like you're you're writing the lyrics yeah the but it, that you see that that's yeah and you know i heard you before i heard you a couple times commentary man you're not fucking bad dude no, you know, you're, you're pretty good. Like, <laughs> you're like, that's okay. it? Pretty good? No. No, but... <laughs> I'm okay. 
Yeah, yeah I'm you're okay. okay. I'm still no, learning. No. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Listen, it's all about practicing anyway. You're not going to come out of the gate like, you know, come on, like Jim Ross or Jerry Lawler or something like that. It's, it's not going to happen. Okay, but, you know, practice makes perfect. And I, I could see you, and that's a role that really fits, that could really fit you. I mean, you can go multiple different directions, man. I mean, there's, there's guys in the shot of wrestling, MJP. He is, and he reminds me, and you and I had this conversation a while ago, reminds me of like a talk show host. Yeah. He does. And you, you said that, and I, I could tell now. Like you said it first, and then I stood, you know, doing the podcast with him at BCW at one of the, I think the last event. Yeah, it was the last BCW event over in the Bronx. And someone smash. And I could tell. And I could tell, man, he has that, that vibe, that aura. It just like screams. Screams it, damn it. Guy should be a host of something. Yeah, he's able, show. I, so, I think when we did the podcast together uh, at Omega Studios, he you could tell like there was four of us. There was a lot of voices. It could have easily gone south, you know, especially going from the experience that you and Eric Kaplan and when the three of us did our podcast. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> like you got, we, were, we were off to the races with that one. And no oh, one that was, was a great podcast. podcast. Dude, we got to come back on, though, man. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Michael J. Putty has good control over over the show and making sure that everybody's point of view is uh, is heard and respected, and he's able to connect the dots and keep the show on a roll and making sure that you know it it's entertaining and that everybody has their piece in it. Yeah, I mean he's he's very well organized. He structures the show properly, and and that I could tell, man. He takes his uh, work serious, which is great. Which is you know, why he is who he is. And then we got, of course, you know, we got Hollywood Schwan, which I mispronounced his name last time and he had to correct me twice. <laughs> I didn't know it was Schwan. It was, I said, showing, and he looked at me like I had five heads, but Mark Schwan, Hollywood, that it, guy. It's that Hollywood ego, man. It's the Hollywood ego. He gets driven by this, this uh, Ricardo uh, in a limousine <laughs> every time to Omega Studios. Makes the poor guy stand outside. Let me tell you about something about Mark Schwan. He, he gets a driver to drive him in a limousine to Omega Studios. And on okay. the hottest day of the summer, he does not let the man sit inside in the air-conditioned limousine while he waits till the show's over. No, 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 no. He says, you are going to wait for me outside by the door because you never know when I'm ready to come out. And he wants him to be ready. He's got an ego, that one. Oh, God almighty. People like that. Like somebody got to smack some sense into him. Mark Schwann. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't want this show going south, so we're going to get off Swan right now. Okay, we're on a roll already here. But I, I love no, Swan, though. I love Swan. <laughs> just don't Schwan. be his driver. Swan makes things interesting. Just don't be his driver. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be his driver. I mean, unless he pays him, you know, good money. I mean, which he probably does. So. so, hey, you never know. But, you know, with that being said, Green, you know, I look at it like this, and I think about you know myself and taking on TV and all this. I'm like, okay, where do I see myself? And you know, the advice that you gave me is perfect, man. And so you always got to leave, you know, any opportunity. Don't like turn it down because you see yourself as something else, or you envision yourself doing a, a certain particular job in this business. You know, always be open for ideas and collabs, and you know that's what I am, man. And I, I'm doing that, and I'm going that direction because of you. And I thank you for that. Okay, and. I see nowadays, too, you know, because there's so many promotions out there. And wrestlers, not only fans, but, you know, wrestlers, they have so many options out here. 
So, you know, people are now starting to see all the options and they're leaving those doors open. Okay, well, I have, I'm working, let's say, with Impact, but, you know, there's AEW, there's MLW, there's, you know, different organizations, WWE, NXT. They have these options out here right now. And if I was a wrestler and I had all these options, I wouldn't know where to go, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I wouldn't. Like, I think about, it, like, what the hell, like, what, if I had a choice in the matter, I wouldn't know where to go. Because every organization, they offer, you know, something different. And obviously, different pay rates or whatnot. But the point I'm trying to get out here is now is October 2nd. It's a big day. October 2nd is AEW. Yeah. It's the first show mm -hmm. on television. The first of the weekly television shows right now. What do you think from that point moving forward? Okay, I mean, it's hard to say really, but what do you think is going to be the biggest change in the overall pro wrestling vision, the whole, the whole pro wrestling scheme of things? The pro wrestling world, the universe. What do you think is going to be the biggest change once they start? Their weekly shows. They're probably going to go a little bit edgier. Um, definitely, the AEW product has shown that that they're catering to that audience who wants a little bit more blood. They want more chair shots. They want more lippity doos and dippity doodats. You know, <laughs> they, they want those spots. You know, spot fest. Uh, yeah, but the question is. You know, I'm interested to see if they're if that is you know if they're a one trick pony and that's that's all that they're going to be able to deliver. Um, I think they have very consistently ran with the narrative, you know, that it's us versus them, very mm. similar to you know the WCW days. You know, it's you know it's Vince McMahon. We got to try to bring him down. You know, um, and that's their narrative now because and everybody's getting behind that because everybody's been eating on the WWE product for so long. So it's like, yeah, well, if they're not going to listen to us, AEW is listening to us, so I'm on their side. So it's making everybody choose sides. And, you know, part of it is good because it's getting more and more uh, mainstream for fans to grab hold of something. It's giving a lot more opportunity to people who the WWE may have had out in tryouts, many of which we found out they were out in tryouts on a shot of wrestling. And, you know, never got that call to go to NXT or to go beyond their tryout. So AW still recognizes value in them and is able to, to put them on their show and they're able to capitalize and make bigger stars. I think that's going to be what's great for the business. Um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about what you said that maybe the wrestlers don't know where they're going because there's so many options. I think when you are a talent, you start driving your your career into a certain direction and it's as much as you're driving yourself to wwe AEW, or any other promotion maybe you know you want to go to the crash or you want to go to triple a or it doesn't you know wherever you you're finding yourself is that's where you're going it's you're only getting there if that promotion is interested in you in the same respect you know it's like you're yeah. courting each other you know like that's you, true you and a girl, you, you know, you see a hot girl, you know, like, oh, I want to be with that girl. That's my <laughs> kind of girl. Stacey Keebler. Oh, I want her back. <laughs> How could I get to Stacey Keebler, right? But and I'm going to try my hardest. She got legs. <laughs> Remember that song. Stacey Keebler does not 
you know, reciprocate that to me and say, ooh, you're this green man, <laughs> what, was I, <laughs> what was I doing with that loser George Clooney? I should have been talking to the green man all this time, you know? <laughs> I would never make it to Stacey Keebler, right? So I think it's the same way. I think, you know, for example, MJF, great big star, uh, you know, AEW scooped him up, I think, before the WWE did, and I think it was very beneficial for that specific type of talent because yeah. I think people like him, people like Joey Janela, people like Sammy Guevara, Sonny Kiss, I think they were at the level where they needed AEW as much as AEW needed them. And I think they're going to make themselves even bigger stars to demand an even bigger paycheck from the WWE when the time comes. When, if the time comes. I mean, because they everybody talks about, like, you know, WWE was the end-all, be-all for God knows how long. And now you have another company that's out there that can match, that can rival WWE as it, you know, with money, with resources, okay, they could pay just as good as the WWE. Probably, from what I'm hearing, don't know how true it is, with just as much or better benefits than the WWE offers. Now, exposure-wise, since they are going to be on mainstream TV, TNT, Turner, they're going to be you know watched globally. So it's almost the same exposure as WWE. So those are the two big dogs right now in the yard once it starts up in October. And I think you're right. I think, you know, AEW... They're riding on that fact that, you know what, this is like a war because they're riding that wave right now because people, fans, it's nostalgia. Okay, as much as people out here want to talk about, oh, stop putting the old veterans on Monday Night Raw and we don't want to see them no more. Okay, truth is, they do because people don't have, I realize this and, and God forget, I, you know, whatever, I, I'm going to speak my mind on here whether you like it or not. Okay. People, a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people just don't think for themselves. They follow the in thing because they're scared to say what's really on their mind or what they really believe. That's what I that's what I feel. So if one guy or a group of people are saying, well, stop this, stop this bullshit, they're going to go with that individual. If they see the majority says that, okay, then the train just keeps growing and growing or whatnot. But the fact is that people love nostalgia. That's it. doesn't matter. If you were a fan back then, Okay, or if you grew up in that time period, you love to see The Undertaker. You love to see Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin on Raw, whatnot like that. This is what they're riding with. This is what the, the AEW is riding with right now. The nostalgia, the Monday Night War feeling. Okay, the feeling like this is WCW all over again, but better because it's more organized. Because, you know, we have Cody Rhodes leading the way. Chris Jericho here, you know, Hangman Page. You know, that's what they're riding with. But how long... Can they ride with that? What's going to happen when that just fades away? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think on that? I mean, but I think the nostalgia is is very important to AEW also, which is why Bret the Hitman Hart came and presented them with the belt. You know, if nostalgia wasn't any importance, you wouldn't have had him there. Um, if nostalgia wasn't of any importance to AEW, that big speech that Cody Rhodes did at the end of his match, you know, saying, I need a brother, I need a brother to. You know, <laughs> I, need a brother. I don't need a tag team pro partner. I need a brother. You know, I need blood. That was you know, going shades back to old Dusty promo in, in WCW. So everybody loves the nostalgia. Everybody, yeah. I think everybody loves a buffet. I love a buffet. I love being able to have a variety 
of food right in front of me and me being able to take a little bit of everything and be satisfied with my meal. And that's what I think when you're putting on a show, that's what you like. You know, that's, I I don't know if people, I've heard Raw Reunion may have not been a big hit for everybody, but you know what? It was a big hit for me. Hey, me too. Because it gave me a lot of options. It gave me a lot of variety. It was the first show in a long time that I was able to watch from beginning to end. And one of the main strategies, I told you this offline, that I think that worked, and this is outside of the talent that they use, but one of the main strategies that I think work as far as production value is the segments, the matches, were very short. Yes. And we are in a time where less is more. People are not a, can't focus as much Look at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Like, things just have to be short. You have to be quick to consume it and move on to the next thing. And I think that was one of the main strategies that made Raw Reunion very entertaining for me because by the time I started to think, like, it's going too long, it was over. Yeah. No, you're right. And it ended perfectly. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And like you said, the attention spans. We cannot watch something literally longer for than, like, a minute if we don't, it has to be like extremely engaging for us to sit there and watch, a, you know, a longer video. And I got to work on this myself because some of my damn videos are ridiculously long on my channel. So I got to work on that. But, you know, the thing is, you're right. It was perfect. The match, the time allotment for the matches were perfect. It was very like Attitude Era-esque. And, you know, I know that time period keeps getting thrown around and I know you get aggravated sometimes hearing that as well. Attitude ever, attitude ever, attitude this, is the, this is the best period. <laughs> this right now, where we're living yeah. in, this is the best. You're right. Period. And why? Why do you think that, Grant? I know why, but I want to hear what you think. Why? Well, in the attitude era, uh, the internet wasn't a, bi- a big boom as it is right now. You are able to connect a lot more with the talent that you weren't able to connect with back. In, in the Attitude Era. Imagine how big the Attitude Era was, right? And imagine if the Stone Cold that is, as, that is active now on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, was were you able to see that Stone Cold? So you were able to see him on TV, but then connect with him after TV. Yeah, that, that's that big. something that the Attitude Era did not have. They had cable television, you know, the Monday Night Wars. So now... You know, we're bringing that competition back with AEW. And, you know, AEW has the biggest resources, so they're the ones who are saying that they're bringing back the competition. But the competition was there from companies like ROH, MLW, from small indie promotions like ICW, um, Game Changer Wrestling, CZW, BCW, all these other promotions. They've been bringing the competition to the WWE for many years. Why do you think... Many of the people who used to wrestle in these promotions are there now. If they were in competition, if they weren't trained professionals owning their craft, hoping to be better. Um, And I don't know about you, but you mentioned earlier the the WWE is not the end-all, be-all. I still kind of think it is. I I, I think they have the history that any professional wrestler would say, hey... That is where I want to make it. That is the Mecca because of the history that they have, because of the way that they were able to connect with that brand 
when they were little kids. Even people, I bet you, in AEW, who, yeah, they're in a great spot by right now, but I know many of them would, would also say, one day I would like it to make it to the WWE. One day I would like to be used in NXT. You know, I would love to be at WrestleMania. I haven't heard anybody say, my dream is to be an all-in. <laughs> well, waiting for the moment, waiting for the call, because I, I, I've been dreaming for a whole year just to be part of all-in. You know? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't, can't wait. wait. <laughs> Listen, and I understand that point, but the reason I said that is, be, I guess, financially and, and exposure-wise, you know, they we have a company now that could actually match the WWE, so I guess financially, okay, WWE's not the end-all, be-all, but you're right in that aspect, because WWE's always going to be the biggest dog in the yard, no matter what, and that's my opinion as well, because of the history, because of the legacy, okay? Nobody, to this day, and I don't think anybody will put them out of business. That company is going to continue to be thriving, okay? Who knows, but I'm just saying, like, you know, McMahon's, they have the legacy. You got Shane, you got Steph, you got Triple H, you got their grandkids, their kids, you know, so on and so forth. The legacy's going to continue. Nobody's going to be able to take WWE out of business, okay? A lot of fans think it's going to happen. A lot of young, small-minded fans think AEW's going to do this, and they're not, okay? But they are going to give them competition, and they are going to push the envelope, and they are going to force Vince McMahon to get more creative. And once Vince gets creative, okay, let's face it, he's damn good. Okay, and we're going to be seeing the best programming ever in pro wrestling. And I agree with you on this time period. This is the best time to be a wrestling fan. This is the best era. We are living in it right now. We got to embrace it. We got to enjoy it. Social media has changed the game. Because back in the day, like you said. For better or worse. (laughs) Yes, it's a double-edged sword, too. Because it kind of like, even though we all know kayfabe has been broke a long time ago. But it kind of like just solidified that factor because now we could see people in their real, quote-unquote, real lives and see how they're living behind the scenes. So it kind of makes TV a little more harder, actually. It makes it more hard to actually follow through with certain characters if they're acting on TV as a heel, but then we're seeing them outside of the ring as a babyface, you know? Yeah. It, it, it makes it harder. So you have to, and this is why I say, you know, you have to live your gimmick. So if you're a heel on TV... You got to be a heel <laughs> in real life. Now, that doesn't mean go out there and just start freaking slapping ice cream cones at a kid's hands. It does, that doesn't mean that, okay? You know, but I guess whatever you got to do within reason to oh, yeah. that gimmick. We don't, we don't want to see Bray Wyatt and The Fiend attack his baby and give him a sister Abigail. That is not what we want to see. <laughs> that is yeah, not we, what we want to see. <laughs> No, no, we don't want to see Samoa Joe choking out uh, kids at the park or nothing like that. You know, beating up girl, uh, girl scouts for the Samoa cookies. It, it's not, it's not a good scene. It's not going to be. I've seen good that look. before already, though. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, you're right. We have. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Too late. Fuck. He's living but, the gimmick, bro. He's living the that's gimmick. It, but you know, that, you know, you know, you know, brother, really brother, you know what I'm trying to say. That's my favorite cookie. Samoas are my favorite cookie. Dude, those are awesome. And I just tried the new ones, the s'mores. That's a side note. S'mores oh, really? Girl Scout cookies. Try them. Shit. Official. Word. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, like I was saying, it's just you have to – it's harder nowadays to keep that gimmick and, and make it more believable whether you're, you know, he or baby face. I mean, you could be like a real asshole or a real bitch in real life, honestly. And But you're portrayed as like this 
babyface on TV, <clears throat> barely, you know, babyface on TV, <laughs> and it's, uh, excuse me, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta live it, man, you gotta live it, but social media, I think also people are utilizing it, great, I don't, what do you think of the, 20, the 24, I can't even say it without laughing, the 24-7 championship? I think it's been very entertaining, I think they're using it right. Um, it definitely got a lot of criticism early on. Even from me, I was like, what is this ugly shit on my TV right now? Are they really serious with this? Uh, but <laughs> I, I think they're using it very well, you know, and I, it's just, how long is it going to go for, you know? Like, yeah, what's going to be the story with the title? Because uh, the title is essentially just the prop, and it gets a lot of people on TV, and it's going really well, especially in this age of, like we mentioned, social media. I think it's a great way to see our truth defend the title at a golf course, at a buffet, at church, at a wedding, wherever. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I agree with you. And, you know, that's exactly my point with social media being utilized properly. And, you know, there's ways to get out there, man. There's ways. AEW, I think, started like that. It started with, you know, Cody and the Bucks and everybody. They just, you know, the elite just going on social media and having to be being the elite show when they were traveling in the Indies and, you know, that just goes to show you, okay, that, and we all know this already, anything is possible. You know, you, you're building a brand. I'm a part of that. Th you know, thank you for that. I'm building my own brand. I got things going on. It's like, but we can do that. We can network. We can get out there to the world because of social media. Before, we were on foot. We're locally. You know, we're not really, you know, all over the place. You know, before social media. But that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of technology nowadays. But segueing, segueing off of this real quick, I got to ask you, Green, next month, okay, the summer is not concluded. We're just heating up now. Next month, there are some great indie shows, okay, lined up. I know I'm going to HOG. Uh, are you going to be at House of Glory? I would like to be. Hell yeah. The Bucks are coming back, baby. Yeah, man. It's HOG the card. Tag Team Champions. I want to see the Bucks, and I'm excited because... I want to see the Bucks and AEW go against Private Party. Private Party, House of Glory, original tag team. Those guys can go. And that would be just an off-the-charts match, honestly. I mean, I don't think you can really top the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, okay, in the ring, as it pertains to, like, all the all the bells and whistles and flips and whatnot. But, you know, Private Party might. If that happens, that'll be awesome. I mean, they're going to be there at HOG. Razor Ramon apparently is going to be in the house at HOG as well. Whoa. Um, dude, you didn't know? No. Fill me in, brother. Let me tell you, HOG is one of those, those first independent wrestling promotions in our area that really uh, surprised me and took what an independent wrestling promotion could actually do at the next level. They have a great production team as far as the way things look, things are presented very professionally. The in-ring talent is great. I love that they use a lot of their students, but they also mix it up with a lot of the other big names in professional wrestling. Yeah, man. You know, I like their roster. I really, really like their roster. Anthony Gangone, I believe, is the, their world champion right now. Um, he does a phenomenal job. He's been holding that uh, title on and off for a while. Uh, Mason Red, I don't, I don't think he's still wrestling anymore. I think he's just more of a, he's training more so now. Mm -hmm. uh, but the whole... The whole house of Gangone, uh, private party. Uh, this might be their last run before they, uh, like you know, last night before they go officially to AEW. Um, but they got they got a roster, man. Evander James, Montekia, you know, it. They never disappoint me. Any one of the shows that I I've been to, um, 
you know, I don't want to go on the record and say that anything about the management of the organization, but mm. I will say, so forget all that. If you're a fan of wrestling, their talent, their roster, their shows are premier. So definitely go to a House of Glory show if um, if you're in or around New York City. And like you said, they've been one of the first indie organizations. They were actually the first indie organization that I attended one of their shows. And it was just, it drew me in from that point, man. And my respect for the organization who has brought names like Brett the Hitman Hart, Ric Flair, um, the Young Bucks, uh, the Hardys to come do not just matches, but, but signings and meet and greets with the fans. Like these, this, the, this promotion is bringing the type of superstars and type of legends into our area that sometimes I think fans just take for granted. And I know everybody, if you're listening to, to this outside of the tri-state area, New York city, New Jersey, Connecticut, you're probably like, Oh, those Northeast guys are so spoiled. Damn right. We are spoiled. Hell yeah. We are very spoiled. But what I want to remind everybody is that we're also very humble and grateful for living in this area and being able to, on a weekend, get a signing from Ric Flair, get a signing from Bret Hart, the Young Bucks, uh, you know, the, the NWO. There's just been so many great people coming through our area, and it, it's a great place to be. Now, it, it really is, Green. And, um, Every show, they have somebody special at the show. I mean, I've seen Booker T, Jeff Jarrett, uh, you name it. At House of Glory, they had him there. Okay, I'm surprised they didn't have any, like, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, all like that. That's going to come probably eventually. But, you know, like you said, they have the younger roster mixed in with the, the older legends. I was there for Ted DiBiase. He had a yeah. hell of a promo. It was fucking Jake amazing. Jake Jake, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake was another uh, talent on hand, and now Razor Ramon is going to be there again. It was it was him and Nash, the one show I went to uh, towards the in the beginning, but now just him by himself. The the bad guy, Chico. Hey yo, <laughs> hey uh, wait wait. While, while we're on the topic, hey yo, survey hey, time. Hey yo, who's here to listen to Jimmy J? <laughs> Who's here yeah. to listen to the Green Man? <sighs> That's it. There's your answer, the oh, Green so. Man. Everybody's here to hear Green. Oh, so, so, Green. <laughs> <laughs> I know I totally like butchered that shit, but it doesn't matter. Uh, next event, next, a couple other events in August. I know BCW has their um, 25th show. I believe it's also in August. Yes. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, yes, so right. this is this is uh their their BCW twenty fifth show uh from a company that many thought was not going to make it past the first year. Um, I there was another podcast uh, uh not not around anymore, but I remember distinctly them promoting like oh BCW is in turmoil. They were they're shutting shutting down. It's not going to happen anymore. And you know what? Two years later, this company is still kicking. This company is performing at a level. If you went to anniversary, the amount of talent that was there, the amount of great wrestling that we saw, we saw Austin Theory versus the BCW champion, Mr. Darius Carter. Like that. I mean, what? I, I, Dude. My... my my indie dick was just like bing 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 the whole night for that one. Oh man. Oh god. This guy's Can pitching a tent for the match. Matches? Can I tell you some of the matches I'm really excited because I'm returning back to commentary 
you know. Oh yeah, I, I miss I miss the show because I was away on vacation, but I'm coming back. I mean, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna you be better than ever. The debut of Bear Country into BCW as they take the PCA of Absolute Alvin or or the A-lister as he calls himself now and Rex Lawless. Um, the King oh. of the Monsters returns, Billy Brash, and he's going one-on-one against Don Moff. That is going to be a banger. Um, but I got to tell you, one of the matches that I'm really invested in is it's not necessarily, it's not just a first-time ever match, but it kind of feels like a dream match to me because the way that their wrestling styles are, and I'm all about giving people opportunity, Yaya returns to BCW, and he has been given the tough challenge to go one-on-one with Chris Dickinson. Woo! Oh, man. This, this card, man. I don't know who to root for. I don't know who to root for. This, you. you got to be there. I mean, oh, man. I know their show. I think it's uh, it's mid-August somewhere. It was the 16th. August believe- 16th. At St. Helena's Gym in the Bronx, New York. Headline by the World Championship title match between Darius Carter and our good friend, brother to the show, Eric Jaden. This is the first time the dude's gonna get in the title shot. A BCW original finally getting a title shot at BCW. I mean, like, it's about, it's about time. time. It's about time. And, you know, I gotta say this, man. And, and I, I hope, oh, man, you know, I. I love my role in a shot of wrestling. I, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want there to be tension in a shot of wrestling with, with me and, and Jaden. Um, but I got to go with Carter on this one, man. I, you know, to be honest, and it's all due respect to Jaden, Darius is a premier talent. His mic skills are superior to most athletes on, like, main roster WWE. I okay. do not blame you for choosing Darius Carter. I mean, this is the guy who's starting, who, since he was champion, has defeated people like Sue Young, has defeated people like Austin Theory, is the longest, at this point, the longest reigning and defending BCW champion. So, I mean, with a track record like that, and you see what he's doing in other promotions, I'm like, Eric Jada has, has a lot to, to, to work on. You know, I'm not saying that Jaden doesn't have a good chance becoming world champion. But what I am saying is that it's it's a tough task when you're going against Darius Carter. You know, I don't, it's going to be one hell of a match, nevertheless. Yeah. You got to be I, there. I'm, I, have, I have many personal conversations with, with Jaden outside of wrestling. He's a good friend of mine. And, you know, when early on of the year, not even just like of when this match was announced, early on in the year, he set out goals for himself. He set out goals to get his title match, but it wasn't that he set the goal to get a title match in BCW because he was the only BCW original still around who hasn't gotten a title shot. But he set a goal to be BCW heavyweight champion. The goal is not to get the match. The goal is not to get under Darius Carter's skin. The goal is to be BCW champion. And my dude, Jaden, has been focused. Um, he's been fucking with Carter. He built this whole Saiyan squad as a ruse for uh, for him to get into that title picture. He's donning masks, like, you know, like, uh, same like Carter has, just to kind of fuck with him. And, 
I mean, the, the guy's at the top of his game, and, you know, his goal is to be BCW champion, and I respect that, and I think I would back that man to the hells of fire because I believe in him that much. You know, Green, I might have to switch. <laughs> I mean, I, I love I, – no, seriously, because, you know, not only because I'm afraid that Jaden's going to pound my face into oblivion, but I am – also thinking about it, and this is a man that, like you said, he's been a BCW original. He hasn't had a shot until now. He hasn't tasted the gold. This guy is a man possessed. He's going to stop at nothing to get that championship, and I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see it August 16th, and you know, you got to be there for it. Um, St. Helena's Gym, Bronx, New York, 6th train right over there by Castle Hill if you're taking transit. I mean... Any way to get there, Uber, Jet, I don't care how you get there. You're going to have to get there. Um, it's going to be the hottest event of the summer, okay, uh, for indie events. Definitely, 100%. You have to be there. Tickets are affordable. Affordable. Come on. You can't afford 20 25 bucks. I don't know what you're doing, okay? Jimmy, could, could, I, could I let uh, the listeners into a little secret? Go ahead. Because I love a value. ECW offers a small, very limited amount of tickets on Groupon. You can get... $10 tickets to this BCW show. Now, they're a small, limited amount. Um, so once they're gone, they're gone. But if you really are strapped for catch, I love that BCW does this because, you know, many people come from different economic backgrounds and, you know, times are tough for some more than others, but they still want to support professional wrestling and they give you the opportunity to do that at no matter what price range you're comfortable with paying. That's awesome. I, I can't. I didn't even knew that. They're on Groupon? They are on Groupon. A package? Like, how many can I get? Well, I can't tell you this for sure, but once 30 tickets are gone, they're gone, and then that's it. So that's sure awesome, dude. You're one of the first 30. Oh, man. I better, <laughs> I'm going to hang up with you <laughs> after this conversation. I'm going to get my. T- <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, now that I know that, now I know what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, but that ain't. That's not the only event going on next month, Green. I, I, I'm looking at this. Is, this is just a litany of indie events in New York City. The following week, this is back-to-back, three weeks, HOG, BCW, and then Warriors of Wrestling. Uh, have you ever attended a uh, Warriors of Wrestling show? I haven't. It's on the list of places to go. Um, sell it to me. Sell it to me. Is this the one that I need? Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm already sold because I've never been there, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. like To be honest with you, I looked there. I seen that they, uh, you know, their card. I can't remember offhand. God forgive me, people. Forgive me. I know I'm absent-minded. I'm a, yeah, my brain cells are not functioning properly lately. I don't know, but I do know Tommy Dream is going to be there. I know that he's going to be like the guest. Uh, he's going to be in a match or whatnot. So I mean, Dreamer might sell uh, a couple tickets <laughs> or whatnot. <laughs> no, 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 Tommy. I, I love you, man. I, I know if you listen, I doubt you're listening to this. Uh, you're too busy with House of Hardcore and your thousand indie organizations you're doing in a month. Okay, and performing at. But, yeah, he's going to be at Warriors of Wrestling. Uh, it's in Brooklyn. Um, I got to look at the card, to be honest with you. But I, when I looked at it the first time, which is a couple weeks back, because I was lining up the events, um, I seen some solid freaking wrestlers on the poster, and I just can't remember the damn match. This is green. So, either is way, it on, it's in Brooklyn. This is that, on I, September 1st, or this is an August show? This is August. This is the following week after uh, BCW. So, the 16th, I guess it would be the 20. Third, is it that Friday, the following Friday? Oh wow, twenty third or the twenty fourth, one of those days. It's the following Friday after the sixteenth. 
And, I know, and I know. I'm sure I'm sure you'll see people who are part of the Warriors of Wrestling family who have created a name there for themselves. People like I'm sure like like uh, Vinny Pacifico. Oh Sun yeah. Kiss. So oh that's right, Sonny Kid. You see, see, it's all coming back <laughs> to me now. I'm, I'm sure TK Luther will be there. Uh, isn't he champion there? He's the no limits so. champion there, so I'm sure he'll be there. So some good names already named. Um, it might be the show, but like you said, Tommy Dreamer, huh? I mean, if anything's gonna, well, listen, if Tommy Dreamer doesn't sell, just know Jimmy J is gonna be there. So, <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, man, it's, it's August twenty third is the day. Oh, Mr. Darius Carter is gonna be there too. Of so hey, yeah, whether he's champion or not, like original. There it is. So whether whether it's champion or not, man, it's it's going down. I know it's going to be um, the following week, the 23rd. It's on Bath Avenue, 1839 Bath Avenue at uh, St. Finbar's Catholic Church in Brooklyn. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, if you, if you can make it out there in Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn, forget about it. Maybe I'll go to the diner. Maybe Jimmy Diners might even be there. Who knows? Hey, oh, hey. Oh, hey, hey, oh. Forget about it. I'm still trying to be a made man over here. Jimmy told me what happened, man. I mean, he slapped me around a couple times, but then he says he was trying to get, um, he's trying to get you, you know, groomed into yeah, needs, being a made man at the last show. I don't know. I need some street cred. I don't know, man. That green, he's, he's cleaning you up a little bit, I heard. He's trying yeah. to trying to groom you. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know, man, but um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, but yeah, man, so the summer's shaping up. Um, and I know there's a we have a couple things in September, but I'm not even going to discuss that now because we're not even in, you know, August yet. So we'll worry about one thing at a time. But you know, I know to give me the cue here. We've been talking, man. You and I, we could talk forever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Shout out wrestling. Do. It's it. Robin, say it again. We, we usually do. We usually yeah. Talk. Yeah. On a yeah. I mean, shit. MJP had to cut the podcast. We went seven hours, and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he had an aneurysm over there. You're crinkling, crumpling paper on the damn. Mind. He's going nuts. Schwann's over here. It was, it was mayhem. I gotta, I gotta go back on the show, man. But I, I'm pretty sure MJP doesn't want me back on the show. If you are gonna be there as well, and then the four of us together, it's like forget about it. It's, a, it, it never, it'll just be nonstop. It'll be nonstop. It'll be a 24 seven podcast. That's what it's gonna be. Woo! That's what it would be. Going live. We're gonna do it live. Oh goddamn! Let's see. Whoever passes out, whoever's the last man standing, last podcaster standing. Wins that prestigious belt, the 24-7 pot. Imagine that. Oh, man, that'd be something else, man. I have to, I have to line up the, the Pepsis because I don't drink coffee anymore. It <laughs> irritates my stomach. You, you guys have coffee. Whatever you're doing, people could probably be doing fucking lines of cocaine just to try to stay up to win that prestigious championship. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I'm going on a tangent here. But nevertheless, I want you to plug yourself, Shot of Wrestling, Give all your social media to all the bell ringers out there. Everybody listening to this prestigious platinum podcast. <laughs> platinum <laughs> podcast out here. Well, like I always say, Jimmy, if you're ready and willing, I'm able the green man. And you could check us out on all forms of social media at a shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shot of wrestling. No, a on Twitter. We're not really that great at Twitter. So we're more like Instagram Facebookers. Um, you can also <laughs> contact us via email at inbox at a shot or dial it up 619 343 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline. Uh, there's a few models we always go by. We say them time and time again. And the only reason we keep saying them is because they are so true. Wrestling brings us together and 
what I want to make sure that everybody listening here today uh, knows is that wrestling is is not include. It's not exclusive. It's 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 not just for like a small group of people. It's for everybody. It brings everybody together. So if you're having a tough day, watch some wrestling. If you're having a great day, watch some wrestling. If you want to make friends, build a family like we are here with a shot of wrestling and take it home TV. And absolutely, I, I don't even know how many more people will join us in the upcoming years because it's all about not exclusivity. It's about inclusivity. It's about including everybody in professional wrestling because like we've said it before this is the best time to be a wrestling fan and don't be like us we discovered independent wrestling three years ago if you're young in the game if you're 18 19 20 and you're watching the wwe and you're really all about aew and you haven't checked out a local independent show in your area well the best wrestling could be found in your backyard so check it out green couldn't have said it better myself, man. And I got to tell you. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, man, on the one-year anniversary mark with this episode, I couldn't have asked for a better guest uh, or better representative from, you know, Shadow Wrestling. I appreciate all you guys. I really do. I thank you for coming on the show. This is one year and counting. We're going to keep pushing through. I am Happy also birthday, with you Jimmy. guys. Happy birthday, Take it home, Th TV. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And no, it means a lot, man. It means I know you're busy. You're a busy guy. You got a family. You got the kid. God bless. You know, you got things going on. You shot a wrestling. You're moving and grooving. You're making phone calls. You're shaking and baking on the phone. Okay. You're making things happen. Okay. But you still found time to give old Jimmy J a call and uh, be on this podcast, man, for the, the one year mark. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate all your support. Appreciate you initiating me and the team. I'm going to do my damnedest to put all of us over because that's exactly what we have to do here. That's exactly what I plan on doing anyway, putting as many people over as possible. Uh, but Green, I appreciate it once again, man. Thank you so much. I'm going to see you soon anyway, man. Love you, brother. Remember Likewise, you're dude. A family. Yes, sir. You are. Brother, we say it for a reason. From another mother. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a great day, brother. You too. Happy birthday, Take It Home TV. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Once again, thanks to the Green Man from A Shot of Wrestling for coming on Take It Home TV, the one-year anniversary. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate the whole team. I will be seeing you guys very, very soon. And if you don't follow A Shot of Wrestling on Instagram, I'm telling you right now, you're missing out. Go to A Shot of Wrestling on the IG Give them a follow. You will not be disappointed. These guys and girls, they put over the young talent, the indie wrestlers, the talent of tomorrow, okay? And, well, at the same time, they put over everybody else who is in the pro wrestling business because, like they said, wrestling brings us together, and it does. And that's what I intend on doing on this podcast. I want to talk to the fans I want to talk to people that are out there doing the same thing I'm doing. I want to talk to some of the talent in the indie scene. I want to talk to some of the legends and some of the talent of today on the main rosters if I can, if I get an opportunity to, okay? Starting to build the reputation, starting to build from the ground up before we get to that skyscraper in the sky, baby. And the end result, well... The end result is whatever it is because at this moment, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having the time of my life doing what I love to do. And I got to tell you this right now, folks, okay? It's hard living in NYC, especially. 
anywhere else too, it is hard. You have to pay bills. You got things. You got responsibilities. You got a family. You got everything else going on. This is why I tell you, you got to do what you enjoy doing because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. You want to be able to do a job and have fun. And if you got to work that nine to five and you have time to make a podcast or to get out there to have a YouTube channel, okay, that would be your hobby. That would be something you're building towards. That's something that you enjoy in your spare time or whatnot or whatever you want to make of it, okay? Because this is what it's all about. It's what you leave behind. And I said it before. But moving forward, I got some plans for the channel. Oh, yeah. Everybody already knows Raw and SmackDown getting reviewed. As soon as AEW hits the scene, it's getting reviewed on the YouTube. I got indie event coverage on the YouTube. Interviews on the YouTube. Interviews on the podcast. This is exclusively a podcast now. Social media is going to be flooded. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You don't stop. If you haven't heard of TikTok yet, you better get up to date with things because that is going to be the next Instagram, I'm telling you right now. All the younger kids are on it right now. We got to go with the trend, with the style. I've been keeping up with things. Thanks to my man, Gary V. Shout out to Gary V. Okay, I know he's probably not even listening to this, but I'll tell you right now. That's the influential individual right there, my man. He is a real deal. A lot of motivation I get from Gary V. But, you know, you always got to think, what is the next step? And even like Green Man said on this interview, you know, what's next? What are we doing? I plan on, hopefully, getting out there to as many indie wrestling promotions in this year as possible. That is the goal right now I'm setting. The goal right now is to hit 1,000 subscribers by next year so I could start doing live shows. So by next year, if I hit that 1,000 mark, I plan on doing live shows for Take It Home TV. And most of the time, it's going to be the fallout of an event. That's the plan. I'm trying to get some live shows for the fallout of certain events for pro wrestling. And also, maybe even do once a month, taking home TV, live show from different locations. Maybe even do the Flashback Friday show, because we have those shows coming to you twice a month, starting next month, where we sit down with a group of wrestling fans, and we talk about an old time in pro wrestling, an old event, an old superstar, an old decade or era or whatnot. That's the plan, to go live a couple times a month. So I got to hit that thousand mark first before I can do so. And uh, also, like I said, I intend on going to as many independent wrestling organizations as possible. I want to hit up as many indie shows as possible so I can get the footage so I can explore, and not only in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, not only the tri-state area people, I want to expand North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Nebraska, Texas, California, woo, like Ric Flair, okay, I want to be all over the U.S. with independent wrestling shows, and I will, gonna, and I will be delivering That content for everybody on the channel. So that is the plan for the next year for the YouTube channel. The podcast, I already stated, the plan is to have the guest list growing. Okay, and it's what we got to do. We make goals, whether it's small goals, large goals, and we work towards those goals, people. Life lesson, write down goals. Even if it's something so small, doesn't matter. You got to have small goals, and you have to have goals for the future. Set your goals, crush your goals, live 
your dream. Live your damn gimmick. That's what I'm doing. I got two sides of me. I got Jimmy J here and now and Jimmy Diners. And speaking of Jimmy Diners, segments on this show beginning next week. I don't know who the guest is going to be. If it's another fan, we're going to be talking pro wrestling of the week. But if it's not, if it's a talent, I'm going to have different segments on the show talking about the wrestling roundup of the week, the news, what happened on the show's Raw Smackdown of the week. And Jimmy Diners will have his own little segment towards the end of the show just for entertainment purposes only, people. So stay tuned. A lot more to come. One year in the books, baby. One year, and we are continuing to rock and roll next week. Adam Rotella from KFAN TV. It's going to be one hell of an interview. This guy is a grinder. He grinds every single day. His vlogs are phenomenal. We're going to be talking pro wrestling next week. Stay tuned. I got a couple big surprises in store for Take It On TV. And once again, I appreciate all the support. Subscribe to the channel at Take It On TV on YouTube. Follow me on the IG at Take It On TV on Twitter at JHack719. J-H-A-W. G719 and anywhere you listen to your podcast you can hear these melodious tones piping through your speakerphone. Jimmy J signing out. Enjoy your weekend bell ringers. <laughs>